Whether you are looking for a space to host an intimate gathering or a major celebration, the Westmoreland Museum of American Art offers an artful venue for creating a truly amazing and unforgettable event experience. Don't miss the Bridal and Event Showcase at the museum this Sunday, May 21st from 6 to 9 p.m. Meet a variety of vendors, including florists, caterers, bakeries, jewelers, entertainers, and more. To register for this free event, visit thewestmoreland.org. Can you handle it? The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Mike Collins and E.B. So we may be in the dead of winter, E.B., but seriously, when you take a look at the calendar, we're just months away from the start of the 2018 season. Yes, absolutely. It's right around the corner. And it is the new year. And in January, one of the shows that we like to do um, that has in the last couple of years become a doubleheader episode of CoasterRadio.com is speak with our good friend Arthur Levine about the attractions coming up in the coming year. That's right. It's tradition. It's tradition to be in here. Let's welcome to the show right now our good friend Arthur Levine. How's it going, Arthur? Hey, it's going great. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. This this is tradition. This is how we always start off the year. You know, this is like one of the things where it gets everybody kind of geared up and ready for the uh, the big 2018 season. You know, kind of like it, it's the dead of winter. It's cold where we are, but it doesn't matter because in just a few months, we're going to be out at the parks experiencing the attractions we're going to talk about over the next couple weeks. Well, it's great that you say that because for me, um, this is um, th- this really uh, is like a turning point. Um, I'm up here in the hinterlands of, of New England. We've got another winter storm on on its way. We're gonna <laughs> get another four to six inches mm-hmm. dumped on us tomorrow. And um, you know, when when the parks make the announcements in September and um, other times of the year, it 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 sounds so far off. But when you and I, when we do the show. Uh, together, um, all of a sudden it becomes real, and 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 I feel like maybe park openings are just around the corner, springs just around the corner, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing this with you guys. Yeah, it's the new rides of 2018, and we are in 2018. It does feel really close, Arthur. For people who might not know you, tell them who you are and what you do. Well, I have been writing about the industry for many, many years. Um, I used to be the uh, Theme, uh, theme parks expert at about.com. Uh, we've gone through some changes there. It's now known as Trip Savvy. I'm still writing about parks for Trip Savvy. Um, I'm also writing on a regular basis about parks for USA Today. And um, I also have a monthly column in Fun World, which is uh, the trade publication for IAPA. So um, it's um, something that I, I just absolutely love. I feel very blessed to be able to uh, uh, to to do something for work that uh, reflects something that I really enjoy, and um, and and that's who I am. That's what I do. Yeah, and I, I think one of our favorite things is just to have you on the show, especially this time of year, 
But throughout the year, you know, when you get the chance to experience some different new attractions or sometimes you're the first guy on the scene at new attractions, it's always great that you come here on the show and kind of share what uh, what you learn with us. And it's just it's been a long time. Like, I mean, I think for as long as we've been doing this show, I think you've been on Coaster Radio as well. So it's great. I think I've been listening since you guys first started doing it. Uh, and and uh, I, uh, I I appreciate the nice things that you say about me, but. I've got to say, it's one of the things I look forward to every week is getting my my weekly Coaster Radio dose. Oh, so, right. uh, so it's it's great for me to be here. Hey, before we jump right into uh, to 2018, um, could we just dwell on 2017 a little bit? I wanted to give you guys major props for um, your involvement with the Haunted Mind Drop. I mean, how cool was that? I just couldn't believe that you guys were able to pull that off and. Um, EB, it must have been an incredible thrill for you to go there and to <laughs> to hear your voices in the <laughs> in the pre-show. Uh, I, I I'm just amazed at that, and uh, I did not get a chance to see that, but it looks like a really cool attraction. And I uh, just wanted to tip my hat to you guys for for uh, for being able to be involved with that. It was it was a very very fun experience. 2017, I think, was one of the more surreal. I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of the NPH year where we got invited out to to Hollywood to be on How I Met Your Mother for a park to invite us to come out like that and then uh, treat us so well and then put us in a ride. It was just very weird and wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. And, yeah, and you yeah. do you do need to find find out how to how to get to the park on your travels some somehow. Maybe do a a long stopover um, on, on your way somewhere else or or make it a destination when you get when you get a weekend that you can get away yeah yeah i'm looking forward to doing that and you guys have really made a great case for uh the fact that this seems to be a park that's up and coming and and uh, looks like there's going to be some great great things happening there so um definitely want to keep that on my radar one other thing i wanted to bring up um <coughs> very briefly um is you guys i think have been unfairly crapping on the jimmy <laughs> fallon ride at universal <laughs> And uh, I just want I want I want to just defend that a, a bit. Um, I'm not going to say it's one of my favorite all time attractions. I'm not even going to say it was one of my favorite attractions of 2017. Um, however, it is an e-ticket ride, and 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 I think you guys are a little bit too dismissive just dismissive of it. And um, I guess I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> what do you think, EB? We, maybe we were. I might, I, we might, I have, might have to. I might have to revisit it. Yeah. I remember when I watched some of the videos of it, and I was like, "What is this garbage?" But you know, that's maybe that's a first impression, and I do need to go back and look at it again. It could also be jealousy of Jimmy Fallon himself, because I think EB and I both fancy ourselves as people who would like to host the Tonight Show or do something similar. <laughs> So I wonder if that's really what's behind it when when you, if, if, if a psychologist were to lay us down on the couch and, you know, kind of probe our minds, that might be really what's more behind uh, our <laughs> our hatred of the ride. But but I'm actually going to head down to Universal in a couple of weeks and I will I will get on that ride and I will give it a fair shake. I, I definitely hey, that, will. That sounds good. That sounds good. And, and just just to 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 pass judgment on it. Uh, after having watched some YouTube videos, I don't think is entirely fair. I think you, no, that's you really need to get on it. Yeah. Give it a try. But that's what's fun about doing a coaster podcast. I mean, that's what it's all about. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to be about tonight, right? We're going to be judging some rides based on YouTube videos. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly. right. And, exactly. the, and you know, taking a look at the list here, uh, we're first of all, like, like we've had to do the past couple of years, we're breaking this up into two shows because there's so many things to talk about. But then again, Taking a look at 2018, I think there are more rides on this list than we've ever had on any of our preview shows. 
Don't you guys think? Well, one thing one thing I will say is that um, just looking back at 2017 for a moment, um, in terms of roller coasters, it wasn't a banner year. There were some yeah. there were some good ones, uh, but there weren't a whole bunch of great ones. 2018, however, there are some some really uh, th- there are some rides that are are really looking incredible and that uh, that I'm I'm really looking forward to and there's. Uh, quite a few of them. So in terms of coasters, I think it's going to be a great year. In terms of theme park attractions, I think 2017, we had some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, and we, we can debate <laughs> about Jimmy Fallon, I guess. <laughs> it's a little light on the on the attraction side of the equation for 2018, but uh, a real banner year for roller coasters. Yeah. Well, let's jump right in because we're going to go through, like not in any particular order here. We're just going to kind of jump around the United States and then also jump around Europe and all over the world. Um, you know, talking about roller coasters, uh, thrill rides, dark rides, water parks, all types of things. Let's start out in uh, California, out in Southern California at Knott's Berry Farm. A lot of people very, very excited for their new steel roller coaster hang time. A couple stats on it. It's going to be 150 feet tall. Um, they've got a couple of different things. They've got some inversions, an actual uh, spot where the, the ride hangs on the first drop. A little bit like some of the Bush Gardens uh, drop coasters. Uh, it's got some twists, some dives, and uh, it looks really good. A uh, 96-degree drop on that first uh, first thing there. And, and actually, a, a, a very cool illusion where it looks like the track below you disappears. It's that steep of a drop. Looks pretty good. Yeah, I, th- I think it looks great. And, and um, Knott's is calling this a uh, a dive coaster. And, and like you just said, Mike, you guys are certainly familiar with the dive coasters at Busch Gardens. Um, we've been hearing about Kiss My Shikra for years now. Yeah. And um, but this one is is from a different manufacturer. This is from Gerslauer. And yeah. they seem to love um, overbanked uh, greater than 90 degree drops. And, and, uh, so, uh, instead of going straight down, like the, the, the other dive coasters do, this one will have a 96 degree drop and will give the effect that the, the track will just sort of, uh, uh, fade away, um, or disappear. And, um, it looks like a, a great ride. Just the, the pacing looks great. The hang time, uh, element looks great. And it looks especially great at night because they've got uh, this really neat light package on yeah. it, um, which is a little similar to um, the coaster that was at uh, Adventureland uh, called Monster, yeah. uh, which is also from Gerslauer. It looks like a very similar light package to that. So I think um, I think in terms of the ride experience, in terms of uh, you know the curb appeal on the boardwalk, um, I think it's it's this ride will have it all. I'm glad you mentioned that lighting package. I think that's going to be something that's going to be really cool to look at. And Gerslauer, that's a name that we're going to hear a lot on this list yeah. as, as, yes. we, as we continue through it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. I love Agreed. a good uh, ride or attraction that's as much fun to ride as it is to watch. And I think when you look at uh, La Ronde in Montreal, they're going to debut a new uh, carnival area. It's kind of a family zone um, where they're going to have a bunch of flat rides, it looks like. Three new rides there. They're going to have a carousel, a Ferris wheel, and a what they call a high flying merry go round, uh, but it's going to be French themed. It looks looks fun. Well, I tried to decode what these rides actually are. <laughs> One of them is called Tubalon. You said it was a carousel, which is is what the park is calling it. From uh, the looks of it, though, it actually looks like a tilt a whirl. Oh, okay. and mm-hmm. uh, 
the Ferris wheel is a Ferris wheel, the Petite Rue, mm -hmm. and then there's Tour de Fou, which um, they're they're saying is a high flying merry go round, but for uh, from what I could tell, it looked like a scrambler. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so kind of a fun, you know, I, like the one thing when we talk about uh, parks and new additions, we always kind of tend to you know, kind of push down any flat rides that, you know, or, or regular type rides, but those are important parts of any theme park to have those type of rides. So I'm glad that Laurent is getting those. That's great. Yeah. And, I, and we'll see I, exactly I, how much they follow through with the theming of it. You know, are they just going to plunk these things down and say it's the carnival or, or is it going to be actually very well themed? It's six flags after all. But I completely agree with you, Mike. Uh, I think flat rides are an important part of the mix at a, at a park. And yeah. uh, so parks like Laurent need, need rides like this. Yeah. Uh, Six Flags America, which is the closest park to the Coaster Radio DC studios. Uh, the big thing that at this park that I've always noticed is that the water park is way more popular than the dry park. On any day that you go there in the summer, you're going to find the water park jammed. But the dry park, you know, has uh, lines that are OK. And if you're if you're a big roller coaster fan, that's good for you. But uh, this year they're adding a new centerpiece to Hurricane Harbor at Six Flags America. It's called Wahoo River. And mm -hmm. uh, it's got seven water action zones, and they say it's going to have water arches, geysers, surging waves, waterfalls, and tipping buckets. So a good waves. addition. Yeah, kind of interesting. Waves in their action river. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It, it's been many years since I've been to Six Flags America, but from what I recall, I, I do remember the water park being very busy. I also remember it being relatively small. So anything that's going to increase capacity there, which a lazy river or an adventure river definitely does, um, is is a good thing for the park. Yeah. E.B., you mentioned that uh, Gerslauer, you know, we're going to hear a lot from them on this lake or in this uh, this this list. Uh, Darien Lake uh, is unveiling Tantrum, one of the one of their Eurofighters. This is um, uh, a, a relatively late announcement. Um, everybody kind of all the parks sort of had their say about uh, about what, what will be uh, coming this year. And then Darien Lake, Darien Lake kind of out of nowhere said, hey, by the way, we've got one coming, too. Um, it is Tantrum. It is from Gertzlauer. And this is a, a relatively big uh coaster uh both for darien lake and and in terms of um the uh the uh euro fighters that um gerslauer has this this will be 100 feet tall it's going to be 52 miles an hour and of course it'll have that uh 95 it'll have a 95 degree greater than yeah. uh, straight down drop yeah eb you went to darien lake this past year right or or, or last year like pr pretty recently right yeah, we went to Darien Lake. I like Darien Lake just fine. Yeah. Do you think this will be a good addition to that park? Or is this something they need? Yeah, and I think this is going to be a thing with these Gerstlauers. Is they they kind of are reminding me of um, the the Larson Loopers, and we're, we have some Larson Loops on on this list tonight. Um, how it's something that we said every park should have one. Why not? And I, this is a steel roller coaster that I feel like all the parks are now saying, "Hey, we need to add this too." It's like having a wild mouse. You got to have one. Yeah. Yeah. And the great thing about it is they're fairly compact. They don't take up a lot of real estate. So a park doesn't have to work too hard to uh, find the space for, for one of these rides. Well, I like a, lot of them aren't, a lot of the parks aren't trying to make them very different either. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just take that one there on the shelf. Put it in. Right, which right. Is, which is fine. I was going to say, I, I really like Darien Lake as well. It's a unique park in that um, it has a hotel, it has a huge campground, it has a really nice performing art center. And um, so 
uh, it, it has, I think, two sit-down restaurants. Um, so for a, uh, a regional park, it's it's really uh, kind of unique, and it's uh, it, it's um, in a in a pretty picturesque part of New York as well. Yeah, great. At uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, they are going to unveil Kung Fu Panda in the DreamWorks Theater. Arthur, what do you know about this one? This is this is one that's uh, new to me. I, I hadn't heard about this one, so kind of excited to hear more. Well, this is going to be in what was formerly the Shrek Theater, and um, the when it, be, it became apparent that Universal was going to be uh, closing down Shrek, the uh, scuttlebutt was that probably uh, they were going to use they were going to um, take over the area and incorporate it into the Wizarding World because it's literally right next to it. I mean, it's it's like within inches of of the Wizarding World. Uh, but in fact, what they're doing is is um, they're replacing it with the DreamWorks Theater, which it, it sounds like it's going to be that I think they're going to have at one point or at some point down the road, a repertoire of um, of um, of films based on on DreamWorks um they're going to have a repertoire of attractions based on uh, DreamWorks films. Uh, DreamWorks was recently acquired by Comcast, so uh, um, this this kind of makes sense from a, a synergy point of view. And um, from what I understand, unlike Shrek, um, you know, which was a 4D film, had had some moving seats. This one, I think, is going to involve uh, projection mapping uh, effects as well. So um, this could be a little bit of a sleeper attraction. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep my eye on this one. Yeah, especially with the projection mapping. That's always fun. And that's always very yeah, impressive cool. in person when you see that. So that's yeah. very cool. Very cool. Uh, we are going to try this year on the big list of 2018 attractions to uh, talk about you guys in Europe. Uh, in England and Germany and all over the place, and also Sweden at uh, Furjuvik. In Furjuvik, Sweden, they're debuting a new dark ride called XX or Double X. Uh, it's it sounds like a very good dark ride, guys. One where the storyline is you collecting points by scaring ghosts and other spooky creatures. So I like this. It's and and I like that there's a dark ride that isn't necessarily about uh, an intellectual property. That we all know, it's a kind of a, a original storyline. Pretty cool. It's a and it's a ride. Do I do I ride in a vehicle and I collect points by shooting, or how does this work? Do you yeah, know that, anything about it? That's what it sounds like. I, I'm I'm learning a little bit more about it as we go here and as as they're releasing. I tried stuff. to go to the website and I couldn't get it to translate. I would translate it and it would take you to one page where it said, "We can't translate it, but welcome to our park." <laughs> Well, I did the best I could to translate some information. It looks like this is from Sally. Um, it was formerly Ghost Castle, and so I think they're using the same ride vehicles. Yes, it is a, a dock ride, a ride that you uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna ride through, and they're turning it into this interactive um, shoot 'em up uh, ride. Um, I, don't, I really don't know anything about this park. I've I've never been to the park or to Sweden for that matter. But it looks like a really nice park and zoo. Um, also has a concert venue like Darien Lake and has a water park. So um, looks like a good addition to the park. Up near uh, you, Arthur, at Six Flags New England, uh, they are going to get uh, a ride that actually is very similar to what Six Flags Discovery Kingdom is going to get. Uh, they're calling their ride Harley Quinn Spinsanity. It's basically a giant swing ride. Uh, that is is actually going to be pretty thrilling when it when you talk about it going seventy miles an hour and spinning riders one hundred and forty seven feet in the air. I mean, I I I know that we like in in the theme park community always kind of get down on clones and stuff, but this looks like a pretty scary and fun ride. I actually like pendulum rides. Um, it uh, talk about airtime. I mean, you get some serious airtime on, yeah. on rides like this, and with a ride that's going to go seventy miles an hour. 
and almost 150 feet in the air, I think we're going to have some real serious airtime. And uh, like you said, it's slightly smaller than the record-breaking one that's coming to Six Flags Magic Mountain. Curiously, we, we've talked about this before, Six Flags has this bizarre uh, practice of naming uh, their naming convention is is very odd, where they will take the same name and give it to two entirely different rides, and they've done yeah. that done that again this year. Um, we're going to hear the name Harley Quinn Spin Sanity later on, and uh, we can we can talk about it then, I guess. But it's a it's a completely different ride at another park. Yeah, yeah, just like Lasso of Truth, which is the other one that the Discovery Kingdom has. And it, I was remembering a Delirium at Kings Island is the one that I've been on um, of of these sorts of rides. I think it's just a little bit smaller, but they're wonderful. What a what, what a great thing. They're really fun. The one at Cedar Point is so fun. I just love that one. I mean, that's that's worth a wait, you know, to get on that. So. I like mm-hmm. that these rides are, uh, yeah, it's again, it, it's great. Even though we've seen them before, I think every park needs something like this just to kind of round out their flat ride co- collection. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, getting back into some uh, roller coasters here Six Flags Discovery Kingdom up in Northern California is debuting the Harley Quinn Crazy Coaster. So, you know, there we go, another Harley Quinn ride. Um, this looks pretty good as well. It's uh, two trains. It's got 32 riders face to face as they kind of speed past each other in a dueling uh, motion. So it's one of the first uh, uh, from Skyline, right? The uh, Skywarp attraction. This is the Skywarp. Yes, this is the one that was debated. Is it a roller coaster or not? And I think they're actually counting it as a roller coaster on roller coaster database, which is quite controversial. Oh. But yeah, no, this looks like a lot of fun. This is basically a, a, a Larson looper um, stretched out and made into a, an eight. Or yeah, an infinity yeah. sign. Yeah, it looks yeah. fun. Yeah, when you when we when uh, they first made the announcement about this, I had the exact same reaction as UEB. I thought this looks like a Larson loop, uh, and and I wasn't really all that excited about it. Um, but then I went to IAPA and I saw the the Skyline booth, and I met with Jeff Pike from Skyline and and saw the uh, saw the model that they had there, and and now I'm very excited about it. Um, I think that the ride has a lot of potential. And interestingly, um, they had some other concepts uh, that used sort of similar, they, they had a similar concept, but different configurations of the ride where it, it kind of goes horizontally. And, and so I, I, I think that this company is, is sort of up and coming with this, this um, compact roller coaster concept that they have. Um, I wanted to mention one other thing that that you said. Uh, I had kind of a funny experience. I, I was interviewing Jeff uh, and 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 uh, asking him all these questions about the Harley Quinn Crazy Coaster, and then I I was kind of wrapping up, and I said I have kind of this existential question for you: Is this really a roller coaster? Which which we were just talking about, and it was almost like a scene out of a movie. The moment that I said that. In walks Dwayne Martin from mm-hmm. Roller Coaster Database. He just happened to be in the area, and he heard me ask that question. And Jeff turned to to Dwayne and said, "Well, what do you think, Dwayne?" And and he said, "I've just decided that it is in fact a roller coaster." Uh, and and it, it was almost like I felt like it was in a Woody Allen movie or something. It just was it, the timing couldn't have been any better. Um, and and the reason why he's considering it a uh, roller coaster is because uh, it, it has this tire propelled launch mechanism that that kind of gets the the coaster going, and then they they propel 
the uh, the train up and then they coast back down. So it is in fact a coaster, unlike a Larson loop, which just you know just kind of is propelled round and round. Yeah. Um. So, so it is it is a, a, apparently a a roller coaster, and that's straight from the authority. A very, very short amount of coasting where, where <laughs> it literally isn't touching any of those drive tires. But but so I guess that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to correct one thing, though. The the uh, the coaster boy in me uh, wanted to let you know that it's not two trains. It's actually one long train. Oh, OK. Um, with, with two sets of seats uh, that that are separated so that they can they can kind of duel and. and uh, yeah, it kind of looks like two trains, but they're actually connected with uh, basically, you know, empty cars right you know, just holding it together yeah yes yes that's it it's another one of those that's as much fun to look at as it is to ride i think you know and that's that's important at a theme park you know where not everybody is going to ride but everybody yeah, can the the horizontal skyline uh roller coaster you were mentioning there arthur that was down there at iapa that one looks fun too i mean that looks like a more of a kiddie ride but it looks like a lot of fun and the way that they had it set up where you could put like flat rides in the middle of what the figure eight would be and you would just kind of woo 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 back and forth around and around. Yeah, these guys have a lot of unique ideas. And uh, as I said, I think we're going to be seeing some neat things coming out of that company over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the fun things that we saw at IAPA, uh, they always, you know, unveil the new roller coaster trains that are there. And I think one of the most interesting ones and one of the cutest ones was the one that's going to be at Sesame Place up in Pennsylvania for Oscar's Wacky Taxi Ride. This looks fun, guys. I I really like this because it's going to be kind of a wood steel hybrid, uh, but a family roller coaster. And it's going to have like kind of a taxi themed um you know theme going on there with uh, oscar the grouch i like this ride i don't think um coaster fans are going to be rushing to yeah. sesame place necessarily however um i wouldn't necessarily dismiss this ride either this is from yeah. the gravity group it's going to have a timberliner train and um I think I've talked about this before on Coaster Radio with you guys. One of my favorite roller coasters and one of the most underrated coasters in the world is Wooden Warrior um, yes, out yeah. at Quasi in, in Connecticut. And that is also a Gravity Group ride from, uh, I mean, that is also from Gravity Group and also has Timberliner uh, train. And um, that one is surprisingly potent, even though it only um, goes up 36 feet and um and and reaches 35 miles an hour this ride is going to have a 40 foot drop um which will make it that much taller and faster than wooden warrior so uh, this could be another sleeper ride yeah any all the gravity group stuff is so good so and 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 when you talk about wooden warrior there are people who have been specifically going up to quasi just for that so i wonder if that will happen if people will start you know making sesame place uh, you know, part of their uh, Pennsylvania just theme park stopping road trip. in to ride the roller coaster. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, th- this is uh, it's a big deal for Sesame Place, too, because it's the biggest investment that they've made in the entire park history building this roller coaster. And I like it. The height requirement on this 40 inches, 40 inches. You can ride a gra- gravity group uh, roller coaster. Yeah, that's awesome. So good. Have either of you guys been to Sesame Place? I, I haven't. And it's 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 on my bucket list. I definitely want to get there. It's pretty close to you, Mike. I, I'm just wondering if you've ever been there. Yeah, I have not. I, I have not been there. But every year I say I'm going to go and bring my nieces and nephews. And, you know, eventually when I have kids of my own, like, <laughs> you know, I always say, like, OK, that's where I'm going to take them one day. But I've never been just because I think of, you know, whenever heading to Pennsylvania, it's always to the other big parks, you know, but I think 
maybe now, now, now is the time. 2018 Coast Radio Meetup. Yeah. You heard it here. There we go. There we go. Uh, up next is the first of the uh, Larson Giant Loops that we'll talk about at Valley Fair. They are going to open Delirious this year, and it's a 70-foot Larson Loop. Don't know what to say about it. Yeah. It's a Larson Loop. There it's 70 feet. Um, looks like it's going to be okay. Uh, nothing to get oh, too excited about. But for the people in uh, in in the area of, uh, of Valley Fair, I think uh, they're they're, they're going to love the ride. Probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, maybe they were having a sale at yeah. Larson. It's like, yeah, we sold a bunch of these, but I don't know if, if it's cooling down. Oh, yeah. we'll take one. <laughs> I just, sure. I'll never forget there was this guy in my office who went to a park that had a Larson Loop, and he talked about it like it was the greatest ride ever. And it made me realize that there are people who love those. I mean, just to see it, to see that happening. or Sometimes oh. they, people see it at a fair, and they love it. My son, Dean, it was his favorite ride at Six Flags St. Louis. I mean, he, yeah. he absolutely loved it, and he, wanted, he rode it again and again and again. And he just thought it was the coolest thing that it's a roller coaster that's just a loop. Yeah. Interesting, right? Interesting. Hey guys, can I just jump in real quick on the Harley Quinn crazy coaster that we were just talking about? Yeah. I had made a note and I forgot to mention this. Um, I'm not sure people are aware of this, but that actually is a single rail coaster and the single rail is manufactured by RMC. Oh, so yeah. So there's a little bit of interesting trivia for there you. There we go. Very, yeah. See, they're all over the place. <laughs> they pop up everywhere. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Huh. And actually, that's, that's good timing to talk about them because next up on our list is Railblazer out at California's Great America. Uh, they It's funny, just because of the way the PR stuff went, they're the second single-rail roller coaster, because we'll talk about them later, but uh, Six Flags Fiesta Texas kind of jumped the gun and announced before them being the first single-rail <laughs> roller coaster. So I always mm-hmm. think that's funny. It's, the, it's basically the exact same ride, just kind of mirror image. Um, but, you know, at first, I wasn't excited about these type of rides, but the more I'm looking at them, the more I'm kind of really excited to get one because it's got well, a 90. They deg- look nice. Yeah. And, and when you see the photographs, they look so weird and just so cool. Yeah. So it, it, a couple of stats here, 90 degree drop, three inversions. Got a lot of different rotations on the ride and stuff. And and guests get to straddle the single track as they go through, which is very, I mean, we haven't had that before. That's really neat. I'm really, really looking forward to this. And um, I was actually the one who, who broke the story in USA Today about the Wonder Woman coaster, the, 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 other, um, the other single rail iBox coaster. Yeah. Um, but I, I, was, um, I, I was trying desperately to get out to RMC's uh, headquarters, and uh, I was in touch with Fred Grubb, and, and I was all set to ride the test track that they had set up oh, yeah, in the yeah. yard. Uh, it just didn't work out. Um, but I, I've got to say, I'm, I'm really um, looking forward to to giving one of these rides, um, to getting on one of these rides this yeah. year. Um, the, um, the the thing about the iBox uh, rides to date, they've all been incredibly smooth and just, you know, I, I just can't say enough great things about RMC's coasters. Um, and what they're saying about this is because because it has a single rail you don't have they don't have to worry about trying to balance the left and right rail in terms of um you know in in terms of making sure that they're they're uh in, in equilibrium and so they're saying that this should be even smoother um that there's virtually 
nothing to get out of out of balance or out of whack. There's yeah. only the single mm. rail. Um, so in terms of smoothness, it's supposed to be just extraordinary, and I can't wait to actually put that to the test. They're also saying that um, because of the single rail, they're going to be able to have um, very smooth and abrupt transitions between elements. Oh. Um, so this should be a, an entirely new coaster experience and, um, and, and one that I'm really looking forward to, to riding. Arthur, if, if these are successful, do you think we're going to get an, an announcement for the T-Rex, the big version of this? Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, it's funny, the, um, the Harley Quinn coaster that I was talking about, that single rail, that is wider than, um, th- these, um, Raptor ones, are, I think, are only, I think it's 15 inches wide. It's very, very narrow. Um, so the T-Rex is going to be wider, and I think it'll be closer to what they're using for that Harley Quinn coaster. Yeah. Um, of course, one of the problems with the single rail coaster, and you guys have talked about it, is capacity. We're yes. only talking about eight seats per train. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to have three trains, but... Um, I think the lines are going to be real long for these rides. Yeah. I, I laughed when a listener wrote in and said, maybe these rides will be upcharge attractions. <laughs> laughed that, you know, that, that you'd actually have to pay to get on it. But, uh, but I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see, especially after the newness wears off, you know, a couple months in, uh, how long those lines are during the, the hot summer months. Should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Another ride here. uh, Talk about controversy and things like that. We've had a lot of it here on the show as people talk about Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City. It's they're billing it as the world's fastest, steepest and tallest spinning roller coaster. But I think the question people want to know is how much spinning is there going to be on this thing? (laughs) Well, um, they have the ability to adjust the uh, rate of rotation on these rides. And at IAPR, I actually saw the ride vehicle, which looks stunning. Uh, it's got this this fabulous steam, steampunk theme, and um, they're really large, imposing ride vehicles. Um, I think, again, this is going to be one of those rides that'll be as much fun to watch as it is to ride. Yeah. And um, um, I, I actually got to go up close and look, and, and you can see that there's this... Um, there's this calibration device underneath the uh, on the chassis where, where they can literally dial up or dial down the amount of spinning that the the vehicle will will have. Hmm. So it's not a free spin ride. They're going to be able to control it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, they may quickly. Fu- I, my guess is they're probably going to dial it up a bit. And then if people start <laughs> start getting sick, they'll they'll dial it down immediately. And yeah. that's where that's where it will probably stay. Um, but there's, there's so many things that I really like about this ride. Um, you mentioned that it'll be the tallest. Um, it's going to be 100 feet, but it's going to drop immediately out of the station. This is one of those rides that the yeah. lift hill comes at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so people are just going to – passengers are just going to drop 100 feet immediately out of the station. It's going to be uh, the steepest uh, spinning coaster. It's going to be 90 degrees. And it struck me how many roller coasters this year are 90 degrees or greater yeah. uh, for, for their drops. That seems to be sort of the, uh, the mantra now uh, that uh, all roller coasters have these really steep drops. Um, and um, in, in addition to um, all that, it's going to have a couple of magnetic launches as well um, uh, mid-ride. And so it's got a lot of great features for it, a really nice story. I think there's going to be a lot of theming in the queue about uh, 
you know, this this uh, this uh, inventor from the, the the 19th century inventor that invented this this time machine and uh, that you then get to ride. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. I've never been to Silver Dollar City, but uh, this is going to get me to get out there this year. One of the rides I'm looking forward to actually getting on this year. Yeah, us too. Actually, that's where we're planning to have one of our uh, meetups this year. And I think uh, Time Traveler is one of the reasons, especially I love the trains uh, that they unveiled at IAPA. They look really cool and actually have some lighting on them and stuff. I, I think it's neat. Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe we can finally meet in person. Maybe That's we right. can maybe the timing will work out that I'll 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 get to be out there at the same time that you guys are doing the That uh, would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm looking in the chat room right now. People are asking for that. They're saying Arthur Levine needs to come out to the uh Costa Radio meetup. So maybe that does happen. Maybe that does happen. Maybe it'll be Silver Dollar City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we great. go. There we go. One last one before we take a break here. Six Flags Great America out in Illinois. Uh actually they're putting in the world's largest loop roller coaster or a largest loop coaster, they call it there. It's their 16th. They're calling it yeah. their 16th coaster, Mike. Yeah, there we go. A hundred foot tall, uh, 32 face-to-face seats. So uh, going through several 360-degree revolutions. So uh, they're calling it a roller coaster. What do you guys think? Well, they, they can call it a roller coaster. Yeah. You guys, you and I know that it's not a roller coaster. Yeah, there you go. There you uh, go. But at a hundred feet tall, you gotta you got to pay attention to it, I guess. And... Um, um, apparently the name is to be announced. It's, uh, they're just calling it the world's largest loop coaster at this point. Uh, but it will actually have a name, uh, that I think is going to come out any day now. That's what I'm hearing from Six Flags. There we go. A hundred feet though. That's a lot to go through those loops that many times. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that sounds, I, I would ride that. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. That company is having a good, uh, a good quarter. <laughs> they're selling a lot of those. That's good. That's good. Well, look, let's take a break. We're halfway through this week's show, but we've got a lot more to come. We're going to talk about Adventureland, Wallaby, The Great Escape, uh, Six Flags Great Adventure, and a whole lot more. I mean, we're only in the first show. We've got two of these because there's so many great attractions coming up in 2018. So I'm Mike. That is EB. We're here with Arthur Levine, and we will be right back. This is CoasterRadio.com. Hey, guys. This is Mario. I know it's been a while, but I hope you still remember me. Even though I'm not on the show every week, I still support Coaster Radio. One way I support Coaster Radio is when I do my shopping on Amazon.com. It's easy, and it doesn't cost me anything extra, which I love. Before I start shopping at Amazon, I just go to CoasterRadio.com, and I click on the Amazon link, and then I go ahead and shop like normal. Flava's birthday's coming up. Of course he wants a pair of skinny jeans and probably some weird metrosexual hat for him to wear to work. So that's the place I go. And what I do is I buy the stuff and Amazon gives the show a small percentage of whatever I spend. And as far as I know, EB and Mike don't take that money and spend it on themselves. At least not on their clothes. So I think it's safe to head to CoasterRadio.com before shopping at Amazon. Buy your stuff. If you want, tell them I sent you. I don't think it'll help. But I love shoutouts. Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. That is EB. We're also here with Arthur Levine, and uh, we are having a great time talking about 2018 attractions. It's it's fantastic this time of year because it kind of gets you excited, you know? Like, imagine, like, no matter where you are in the country, odds are there is something coming up that's brand new at a park near you. I like it. Yeah. And and this is great. We're going through the big parks. We're going through the, the small parks. We're going through the European parks. We got, what is this Adventureland in Altoona? 
Yeah, Bar- see, Bernie's Barnyard is next on our list. Yeah, we're talking about all big parks, small parks, everything. I looked up Adventureland in Altoona, and it looks like the owner's uh, kid in elementary school drew the website. <laughs> <laughs> he might have. He might have. He might have. Well, they have to spend some money on the rides themselves, I guess, and not on the website. But uh, so it's fun. What's They're... Adventureland getting in 2018? Yeah, when when we're talking about you know adding things to round out your park, they've actually got uh, a new kitty area, which is going to have a playground, arcade games, all types of stuff. So Adventureland is even expanding as well. Uh, let's go across the pond to Belgium in Wallaby in Belgium. Uh, they've got a new family-friendly roller coaster coming their way. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, at their adjacent water park... Uh, how did they, is it Aqualaby? I think that's what it's called. Uh, they've got, they've got a big aquatic playground for children. Uh, so, and I think that family friendly roller coaster is by Gerslauer, right? Another Gerslauer. It is another Gerslauer. This one's going to be a single car, um, configuration. Um, they also have a new kitty coaster coming too. So they're really expanding, uh, for 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Uh, as strange as this may sound, a trip to Wallaby, Belgium might be in my future. (laughs) <laughs> that could oh. be that could be coming. There could be a trip report from Belgium at some point. So uh, I, I definitely okay. sound strange. Yeah, I know, right? That's that's going to be weird. So I, I might be on that family friendly roller coaster and can tell you about it. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, up at the Great Escape and Splashwater Kingdom, up in Lake George, New York, uh, they are introducing Pandemonium. Uh, this is going to be mm-hmm. a ride that takes 24 riders at a time. Um, it's going to have spins and tilts at all different types of angles. Uh, but what's really cool is they've got another one of these great lighting packages uh, that's going to have a really cool after dark experience. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. It's a, it's a chance freestyle, so a, a good spin and puke. <laughs> that's, yeah, there you go. that's fine. Great. Everybody, needs, we talked about it earlier. A uh, good flat ride is a good flat ride. Yeah, I like everybody it. needs you got to have the whirl and hurls, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get bummed out when I go to a park and don't find one of those, you know, because you want to kind of like change up your day. You don't want to ride roller coasters nonstop. A little ride like this is a nice break in the day. There has to be something for teenagers to dare each other to ride. right? Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's keep going with some Gerslauers here at Oaks Amusement Park in Portland. Uh, they got a 72 foot Gerslauer that's going to have a, a vertical lift. Heartline rolls, 97-degree loop, and a top speed of 45 miles an hour. And uh, eerily enough, this I always worry about it when parks do this. They're having the public help name the ride through a Name the Coaster Roller Coaster. Coaster yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, a little contest there. I always worry about it. And then I always wonder if like people got together and, and made something that just would not work. Would they go ahead and actually give the public what they wanted or do they have like a backup plan in place i was wondering <laughs> hopefully they have some kind of backup plan in place yeah, yeah. because those things can go horribly wrong um you said it was a 97 degree loop i think it's actually a 97 degree drop this is oh yeah Another, uh, yep. this is very similar to untamed at canopy lake which i know you've been to eb that's um, a great ride it's almost identical to that. So very compact Eurofighter. Um, it should be a nice addition to this small park in Portland. Yep. Well, and how great for the people of Oregon who don't have a lot of roller coasters in their lives yeah. already to get this. This is cool. That's right. At uh, Six Flags St. Louis, they're going to open the Typhoon Twister in their Hurricane Harbor water park. Uh, it's a hybrid zero-gravity water slide and wave wall, which what is interesting. I was trying to figure out what that was, but it sends... Four people barreling down an enclosed 54-foot drop in a cloverleafed raft. That's what it is. Well, a, a lot of the water park manufacturers have been combining 
elements from different rides. And so this mm-hmm. this hybrid ride is going to take essentially a bowl ride. You know what you know what the toilet bowl rides are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it'll spit you out of the bowl and you kind of go up a half pipe wall. So it's it's a combination of a bowl ride and a half pipe. Right. I, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot when I looked at it and I actually watched the video of it. It was like, oh, I get it. That's what it is. And this makes perfect sense because what's the worst thing about some of these uh, water slides? You climb all the way up the stairs and then you get on the thing and it does one thing like the toilet bowl and then you're done. So why not make it a bit longer? Put these things together. Give me a few experiences on the way down. That's This is cool. Yeah. This is what this is what water slides should be doing more. I feel like there we go. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Sounds good. Yeah. Worlds of Fun in Kansas City is uh, unveiling one of my favorite types of drop rides. There used to be one at Busch Gardens Williamsburg, and I was bummed out when they took it out. It's a Max Sea Storm ride. Uh, they're calling it Nordic Chaser, and it's a family ride. Basically, uh, you get in these little mini ships that rotate around a circuit. Uh, but they go up and down like you're kind of rising and falling along the ocean waves. <laughs> this is a cute little ride. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen pictures of these and they actually um, hopefully they'll actually be getting them with uh, little sails on the boats and the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's cute. It's really fun. It, and it's one of those rides that actually like it's it's the kind where you ride it and it doesn't look like anything from when you are standing on the midway and watching it but when you board and you're going up and down over the waves you just laugh the whole time it's a it's a great ride so i wish more parks had these i was so bummed out when bush gardens uh removed theirs i think they removed theirs to put in apollo's chariot i think that's where oh it, it, what was the name of the one at bush gardens oh it was something like the high sure seas yeah so, or, or something it was in italy but it was it was it had an italian name but something like the high seas or something like that but it was so great so great cool uh, in Germany at uh, Lizzieberg, uh, they are opening uh, Valkyra. I hope I'm saying that right. It's a dive coaster. Uh, it's going to have a 50-meter drop. We've got to say that because that's the way they, they do it. In, they do okay. it in meters, EB, in, in, uh, in Europe. <laughs> um, so it looks really cool, but they're going to have an underground tunnel, which I love on the drop rides where they, it goes into an underground tunnel. That's the best kind. Well, for, for us American idiots, that's 164 feet. So it's going to be smaller than Shikra. And a little, uh, a little slower at 65 miles an hour. But it's from B&M, very similar to the Busch Gardens uh, dive coasters. Um, looks like a great ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I went. this is another one of the websites I went to and tried to figure out and translate. And it, this ride is great. They have a, a really great rendering where you can uh, do the POV. It's a. It's looks like they're really pushing the theme with it. Um, it's they've got like spooky bats and stuff flying around this thing. It says on here, Loki's misdeeds have provoked the wrath of the gods, who are now plotting to defeat the evil giant once and for all. Prepare for battle under the watchful eye of the Valkyrie. <laughs> the moment of reckoning is here. There we go. <laughs> Europe's longest dive coaster. That's what they're calling it. Yeah. yeah nice. Nice. Um, there was a couple, gosh, like six months ago, maybe a year ago, I was looking on Facebook and one of our theme park friends posted a video of a ride that looked fake. It, it it looked like it could not be real. It was this weird gondola ride that was spinning on three axes. And I mm-hmm. thought it was like, I thought it was fake. I, I thought it was like something that somebody built in a computer or something, but it was real. And it's one of them is coming to Six Flags Great Adventure. It's called Cyborg Cyberspin. And I just I don't really know how to describe what this is, but it's like 24 riders. They sit with their feet dangling, but they twist and turn on these three axes. And it what it goes up like up to seven stories in the air or something like that. It's it's a it's a wild looking ride. This thing looks great. 
I, I it's love kind, it. it. It's kind of like a gyroscope. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like you said, Mike, it's got three different axes, so um, you you can sort of go in the X plane, the Y plane, and the Z plane all at the same time. And and, and people, uh, passengers are just going to be turned topsy turvy. They won't know which end is up. And I think this looks like a really cool ride. And it's it's seventy feet tall, so it's it. This is a, a serious flat ride. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of a Hus top, top spin which is an awesome, really fun ride. And uh, but to be able to spin in the other directions too, uh, left and right and, and forward and back, it, it's going to be really weird. It's going to be a, a cool experience. I'm, I'm curious to see how different this ride is um, if you sit in the middle versus sit on the end. Because if it is like a gyroscope, those people in the middle are just going to be like rotating, like yeah. spinning yeah. in place. That, that's a great point, yeah. Yeah, and the forces on the edge would be a lot too. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see but maybe that's what's cool about it is as you kind of, you know, move around in seats, you get kind of a different experience each time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Um, some of the Legolands are taking their Project X roller coasters and turning them into virtual reality rides. So what they're doing, a Legoland in Florida is taking the Great Lego Race and basically giving everybody virtual reality helmets uh, and turning it into a kind of a, a, a fun ride. And I, I like this because they're doing it on a ride where it makes sense. You know, sometimes we're getting some of these virtual reality experiences on roller coasters that are perfectly fine as they are. Uh, but I really like that they're using it on the old Project X. I think it could be pretty cool. Yeah, this is a wild mouse coaster. Um, and as you might expect, since it's at Legoland, not a very intense wild mouse. It's, yep. it's pretty low profile. Um I could spend an entire show talking about virtual reality and virtual reality coasters, and I know we don't really have time to get too far into that. I will say that I spoke with Nick Varney, who is the CEO of Merlin, um, which owns Legoland, and he was pretty candid saying that you know the industry is still sort of struggling with what to do with, with VR, and, um, and it's not for lack of trying. I mean, IAPA was just... just rampant with with vendors pitching different vr concepts yeah um the vr coaster i think uh, is is still sort of a gimmicky thing and and um you know he nick was very candid about the the problem with capacity it takes so long to load and unload these um that you you literally cut your capacity in half mm. and and parks really can't afford to do that um yet they're still trying to do that because they they're they're they're, uh, they're there's competition and there's they're they're impelled to do it um and and so the the industry really is trying to figure out what to do with this and um um, you know, again, I, I could talk about some of my experiences, but that would take an entire show. So <laughs> let, let's just leave it at that. Um, yeah. I'm not totally sold on on the idea of uh, VR uh, in its present form at the theme park or the amusement park. Um, I think augmented reality holds a lot of promise, um, but um, but VR, not so much. Yeah. Now, on next week's show, we're going to talk about the virtual reality ride that Busch Gardens Williamsburg is prepping. And I'm curious if that's going to be any different because that's going to be virtual reality on a motion simulator, which Mm -hmm. I don't think we've seen yet. So I'm curious what that's going to be like. And they're claiming that they've kind of solved the problem of how to get a lot of people through with virtual reality. So I'm I'm curious to learn a little bit more about that. We'll talk about that next week. And uh, actually, I think on the show at a certain point, um, some of the creative team 
from Bush Gardens is going to come on and talk to us a little bit about that. So, oh, good, oh, great, that should be good. interesting. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Waldemere Park and Waterworld up in Erie, Pennsylvania. They've got two mm-hmm. family-friendly rides coming up. First, they've got the balloon race in Kitty Land, okay. so that's nice. Again, like uh, something that the kids are going to like. Uh, but they've also got a uh, double tube water slide called Cannonball. Which is a good name, I think, for, Just for our toilet bowl slide. Yeah, right. there we go. So, uh, so that's something that they've got there. And uh, this is what I like about this show is that you've got some parks that, of course, are doing big, gigantic rides. But then again, you're finding that some parks are just putting in what they need. And I think that's what's great, a kiddie ride and something to add on to their, uh, their water park. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, one last one. So we start with a big one here uh, at the top of the show, and then we end with a big one. A lot of people excited for the new RMC retrofit at Six Flags Over Georgia of Twisted Cyclone. People excited about this, I think, because uh, it, they're taking a ride that I, I once rode and it beat me up. <laughs> and I remember saying I will never do it again. But now the ride has a, 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 a new life. You know, it's kind of rising from the ashes there. Uh, thanks to RMC. I have not been on an RMC ride uh, an RMC hybrid remake of a, of a wooden coaster that I haven't loved. Yeah. And I fully expect that uh, Twisted Cyclone will, will, won't, won't stop that, uh, that trend. Um, they, they are just masters at what they do. And it's, it's, it's so ironic because by taking these old past their prime beat up wooden coasters they're not only they're not starting from nothing and building yeah. an incredibly smooth and wonderful ride. They're starting with a terrible ride and and making it, uh, which which makes it all the sweeter when people get to uh, to go on it and in uh, its in its reborn form. Um, and for folks in the Georgia area who have not been on an RMC um, hybrid wooden steel coaster, they're in for a real treat. And, um, it, the twisted cyclone ride looks very similar to me to wicked cyclone, which we have at six flags, new England, yeah. um, which was another old past its prime wooden coaster that, that got an RMC makeover and is wonderful now. Um, so the folks at six flags over Georgia, as I said, are in for a real treat. Yeah. And I think 2018 is the year of really cool roller coaster trains. Because uh, just the look of this kind of sports car theme that they're putting on Twisted Cyclone and, and a lot yeah, of others that we'll good. talk about. Yeah, right? Looks really good. So It's not uh, just a sports car. It's a 1960s-themed sports yeah. car. I saw it at IAPA. It looks very, very cool. Oh, yeah. So good stuff, right? So we're only halfway through of our gigantic list of new rides coming up in 2018. But, man, it, it, there's a lot to get excited about, isn't there, guys? There definitely Absolutely. is. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. wait to keep this going next week. Yeah, so next week uh, we've got more. Like, we're exactly halfway through. So next week we're going to talk about uh, stuff coming to Disney, stuff coming to King's Dominion, Tivoli Gardens, Hershey Park, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, Carowinds. And, of course, we're going to talk about Cedar Point. We've got to talk about uh, Steel Vengeance. I think that's going to be worthy of some discussion about uh, that. Talk about RMCs and what they're doing. That's, that's going to be mm-hmm. a discussion for next week. So... Arthur, thank you so much for being here. We're, we're, it's so great to have you, but we're excited to have you back next week uh, to keep this party going. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to next week, and I'm yes, I'm definitely looking forward to talking about Steel Vengeance. Yes, yes, it's going to be so good. So we want to thank Arthur, but also we want to thank all of you guys out there, uh, everybody who keeps the show going through all the different ways that you can, especially those people who help us out on Patreon. 
That's right. Patreon is the uh, subscription service where you can pay the artists for what they do, what you think they ought to be paid. It's uh, You're a patron of the podcast. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash radio, find out all about it um, over there and find out all about the perks and things like that and all of the benefits of becoming a patron of Costa Radio. We want to thank everybody, especially those at the $20 pledge level. That's Rick Burnley, our friends at Coasters Galore on YouTube, Stephen Coriel, Greg Delaney, Tony DePhillips, Neil Patrick Harris, Marshall the Big EZ Hider, Brian Cosson, Matt from Yorkshire, Dan the T-Shirt Guy Miller, Chris Rankin, David Sakala, Kevin Wilson, and Tim Wilson. Yes, and don't forget about our honorary executive producers, Todd Hout, Slater, and Brian Wackler. Yay. Yeah, so thank you guys again. We will be back next week with Arthur, and we're going to be going through more more reasons to get excited for 2018. It helps the winter months go by so much <laughs> easier, doesn't it? We'll see Great. you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission.